Thank you for tuning into the Hope When There Was None podcast. And here we share stories to educate you, to empower you and inspire. So thank you for listening and tuning in. Please do me a favor and share if you have a favorite episode, or maybe you think somebody else that needs a dose of positivity and to maybe break open some of the darkness, let there be light. So thank you again for all of your support and encouragement. I hope you enjoy this episode. Okay, it'll tell me now we are live. Yay! Hi! Hi! Hi. I'm Melinda (laughs) (laughs) And we are here today to discuss happy tears and rainbow babies. Oh my goodness. And this gave me chills. Natasha is the author of this beautiful book. You are welcome about overcoming pregnancy and miscarriage loss, which is a very tough subject. There's a lot of shame and secrecy, as you've mentioned. Yes, yes. And yeah. I'm, I'm still getting the chills. Uh, yeah, I had read your <laughs> blog. I was sharing with her and it, it gave me ugly tears and I was just crying. And it, it's really, really a good blog. I, and I will share that link um, with you so, very thank soon. Thank you so, so much. Thank you, you so are much for having me. Yes. So let's kind of dive into this. And I'm, sure. I mentioned to her that I'm going to discuss uh, her blog first that, wow, it's very powerful if you get a chance to go on there. And I'm going to put the link up there for that. And you can find it there. It is just, whoo, it starts, you do start sharing about in 2014, how you yes. lost three babies. Yes. And that was a mm-hmm. miscarriage. So mm-hmm. a twin at four months. And another baby later there, eight weeks old. Yes. Woo, girl. Yeah. 2014 was a memorable year. It was. Yeah. And I had suffered a miscarriage. And I don't think I shared that with you. I I'd suffered several. Okay. Um, okay. Yes. I had had uh, two myself. So I understand. And I, I totally get that. So I was a yeah. wreck when I found out each with each pregnancy yes. afterwards. So, so was I. So, so tell me, take me back to those those times. Um, you know, in 2014, we were we were my husband and I. We were only married for 11 months when we got pregnant for the first time. So, we were a new couple. We were still in the baby stages of our of our marriage. In Aww. fact, we spent we spent our anniversary at the doctor's office. So Aww. it was really exciting. You know, we were we were young. We were, I mean. We were just really excited to welcome our babies, you know, and then we found out we were having twins. You know, it was really, really exciting for us. And I think, you know, from the beginning, we were told the risk. We were told that, you know, this was a difficult pregnancy. So okay. we, 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 we went in with that understanding. And, you know, I remember going in, we were thinking, you know, this was the this was the appointment where we'll find out the sex of the baby. We knew they were identical. We knew we were gonna have, you know, identical little babies to come in to join our family. And we went in kind of hoping to find out the sex. And it was at that meet at that appointment we found out that we had a missed miscarriage. So our our babies were gone. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And so how were you when you found out you were pregnant once more? Later you know, so a few months later, we were pregnant again. And I think I was still so shell-shocked from the miscarriage and everything that 
you know, I I was so I was so cautious. I didn't allow myself to get attached to this baby, you okay. know. And then and then when we lost that too, I there was all this guilt because you didn't you didn't enjoy being pregnant this time and you didn't love this baby the same way. So there was so much guilt. And then he got pregnant again that year. So um I, I got pregnant with my daughter later on in the year and you know there were all these emotions because you know it's a difficult thing to understand if you haven't had the experience yeah. you know it's really difficult because aren't you happy usually you have another chance you should be happy but there's so many more emotions than you could ever you could ever cater for you know when you're pregnant after loss so with my daughter you know there was a roller coaster of emotions you know i was so thankful to god every time she i heard the heartbeat every time we reached another milestone i was so happy so grateful but i remember getting this strange headache every time we have to go to the doctor i would just wake up sick that morning just oh. sick with with worry and you know fear that am i gonna have another mis miscarriage you know so right. but thank god he brought us through that experience and we have our rainbow girl is about to turn four and she oh. is she is uh she's a spark she is just a fireworks so we're, we're really grateful for her we're really really grateful for her and then not long after we got pregnant again with my son and we went through another pregnancy after loss and he came out and it just feels a little complete now our family feels complete you know so that's our story Oh, and that's not it though. <laughs> if, if you follow, if you look through her blog, she does mention that at one point in time, your midwife saved your daughter. Oh my yeah, goodness, she girl, did. what yeah. happened? So I would I would never forget the story. My my daughter, I I spent three days in labor at the hospital with my daughter. It was a very very long labor labor, very very long, and you know. I'm giving I'm giving birth to her and you know I'm delirious with pain and but I know something is wrong because I can see it in my husband's face. I know that there's something happening that nobody's telling me about. And you know, I remember the midwife coming over to me and she kind of leaned in and she whispered in my ear. She said, You know what? I read your file. I know what you've been through. This is your baby. She wants to come, but you have to do something. You have to help her get here. And as she's whispering to me and saying those words to me, they're performing a episiotomy because the umbilical cord had wrapped around my daughter's neck and she was, she was, yeah, she was suffocating. She was actually born blue, you know, and, but you know, it's okay. She, they, they got, they got her back and she was screaming her head off and, you know, <laughs> She had to spend a little, a, a few days in the NICU. Eight day, we had to spend some eight days in the NICU, but it was okay. She was good, and you know, it. I remember a few weeks after she came home, maybe about a week or two after she came home, I was standing in line at a grocery we have here, Massey Stores. It's a grocery we have out here, and the, there's these two women are interacting in front of me, and one walks up to the other. She goes, "Oh my God, did you have the baby yet? Let me see. Let me see." And the second lady gets a look on her face and I know it. And I go, oh no, I go, no. And she says, no, you know, he didn't make it. 
And the lady goes, oh, what happened? You know, why? What happened? And she goes, simply, and as calmly as I was speaking to you, she says, the cord wrapped around his neck. And, you know, I just remember feeling my knees get weak because wow. it was the same, you know, is exactly what happened with my daughter. And, you know, I'm so grateful to that midwife. I don't know her name. I don't, I don't even, I don't think I would even recognize her if I saw her because I didn't, I wasn't able to, you know, you're in so much pain, there's so much happening, you know, but I remember at this time grabbing onto her hand after and saying, thank you so much for everything. But, you know, I, and I just, I felt so much for that mom because, and I, and I know I'm so grateful to God for protecting us from that again, but, you know, I, it was in that moment that I realized how merciful God had been to us. Wow, my goodness. Yeah. Now, you bring yeah. up a good point here. You, you know, as you, again, go into your log and um, I have you on, uh, I mean, just reading through that, and you've just mentioned you, God. So how, how was your faith during this time? Many times when people go through tragedies and emotional hurts like this, mm -hmm. they might even turn away from God. How right. did this impact your faith? I mean, it's it's a really isolating experience because you know you you feel so alone and everything. And you know what? I I remember at the time there being moments where I felt maybe a little bit isolated, but I never blamed God for what happened. You know, I, I remember at that time my I would have on repeat, you know different voices just to strengthen me just to help me through that time because it really was a very difficult time but one of the things that i kept focus on is what do you know about god you know on the day we found out that we were pregnant god was good and merciful and kind and the bible said he doesn't change so it has to be that he's still good he's still merciful he's still kind so even though and i'm, and I'm very open about this even though i did struggle it never got to the point where I didn't understand that he was still in control and he still had good plans for me. So, yes, you know. I love that. Yes, I yeah. do. I do. And I, I love when we have women and men too that come and they've been through these very yeah. tragic situations and they still stand firm in their faith. So, oh my goodness, yeah. thank you. Thank you. you know, and we had a really good support system at the time in our church and our church friends and, and everything. So we're really grateful for that. Oh we're my goodness. Really well, yeah. let me ask you this. Did you ever have any times when maybe someone wasn't so nice? Maybe they just told you to get over it. <sighs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know what? I have, I have, I have chosen to, 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 you know, put those experiences in a little box and okay. do not open. But yes, of course, there were times where people, you know, were not as sensitive as, and, and you know what I really think, I think maybe they just don't know, because this is not an experience that many people might have encountered. So I, I think if you don't know, you don't know. And that's why I write to help people understand so that you know those accidental hits won't happen anymore because i i don't think anybody was deliberate or purposefully trying to hurt me so i write so that 
you know, hopefully if anybody reads, they learn something and we could just be more informed. We can all just be more informed. So what advice would you give to somebody that's especially so fresh or new from a loss if they do experience something like this? My advice would be to understand that people people can be ignorant of a lot of issues. So there are many issues that I am not aware of because I've not walked those roads and I don't know those situations intimately. Even though I try to be aware and everything, there are times where I make mistakes and people make mistakes. But I would say to them, you know what, guard your heart, guard your, guard, guard your mind and protect yourself. So if you know that you cannot engage a certain person right now, then it's okay, take the time that you need. But don't hold anyone in your heart, try to let it go. People are people, are people and we make mistakes, we all make mistakes. So find the support where you can. So if person A isn't giving you the support that you need, there are agencies, there are organizations where you can find the support that you need. So reach out to the people who are within your community and get the help that you need, you know? So yeah. we're not we're not carrying anybody's we're not carrying anybody with us on this journey. We have enough to to focus on. So. Oh, I love that. That is great advice. That really is. That is great advice. Oh my goodness! And now I'm going to ask you. You did uh, October is a great yeah. awareness month for pregnancy yes. loss and you did write and going back to her blog again about <laughs> a balloon launch and i thought it was so sweet that you wrote you and your husband wrote letters to your yes. angel babies getting yeah. chills again but also you mentioned about feeling a little guilty as time went on for mm -hmm. well, first of all for complaining about the morning sickness yeah. and some pains and then later mm -hmm with your, your children that you have now, you mentioned that you there was a little bit of guilt because you had, you're having fun with them and you're laughing. So yeah. please tell me about those feelings you have. You know, it's, a, it's, it's an interesting feeling because, you know, being pregnant after loss or having kids after loss, it can sometimes feel as if you're stuck between two spaces, you know, um, that, that place where you are still grieving. Because I don't think we, the grieving process stops just because you have a new child. You know, you've lost something and you something that you love. So, you know, the grieving period continues. But then there's this joy and this happiness with, you know, having a new baby enter into your life. And, you know, I remember for me feeling very confused about that because when we went to that first balloon launch and, you know, we didn't exactly write the letters to the babies, but we wrote the letters to anyone who would find them. So that's what we did. So the letters were really that, so that someone somewhere would find them and know that our babies were loved. So um, for us, it was a really, really nice way to validate what we had because, you know, we didn't have a birth certificate. We didn't have the experience of even being able to hold them, you know, when they passed away. So it was a nice way to validate that they existed and that they were loved and, you know, yeah, there was some guilt because I would have taken morning sickness again and again and again and again if it meant I could have kept my twins, if I could have kept my baby, you know? 
So there was a little bit of guilt about that. And yeah, I did write about sometimes feeling guilty that, because you know, at that time I was so sure that, you know, I would think about them every day and they would be, you know, constantly on my mind because that's that was where I was in the grieving process. And I had to understand that grief is a process. And as part of healthy grieving, that desperate need to always be near what you've lost kind of gives way to something else. And that's okay. It's okay. And now I, I feel a lot less guilt about it. But at the time, it was very, very strange. Very, very, very... It was a strange place to be. But yes, I, I, I do have children. I do have two children. And... The good thing is that they're getting to the age where they can now learn about their siblings who were with me before, you know? So we're, we're having those conversations and it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Now, is that how the book came into play then? Is that how you created, why you created the book for the kids? It, it was. So the book started out as a, as something that I left to my kids because we would, we would occasionally email our children you know, just in the future to tell them, you know, who they are now, you know, what their favorite things are now. So I wanted to, to leave something for them. And I took, I wrote it because I wanted it to be fun, to be easy for them to digest. And I took it to my husband and I was like, you know, look, this is what I did. What do you think? And he goes, you can't just email this to them. We have to do something with this. And I was like, well, what are we going to do with it? He's like, I don't know, but we have to do something. So we, you know, we started the process of trying to get the book published. And thankfully that went really, really well. And we're here now. The book is out. And well, it'll be out on the 1st of May, but the book is here. And my kids get to hold it and they get to read it. And they they know parts of it by heart. So they, they can recite it back to me. It's, it's a wonderful thing. Yeah. Wow, that is beautiful. Oh my yeah. goodness, that is awesome. Oh, and you did touch on also about the grieving process. Now you had someone ask you about that process. Mm -hmm. You had, had asked, um, when will it stop hurting? Mm -hmm. and and you know, how did you respond? My, my honest response to her at the time was mm -hmm. that there would always be moments. We are five years out. At this point, we're five years out from our loss, our losses. And there are still times where, you know, it you 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 wonder what would have happened. What would your life have been like? You know, there are times. But there are also times where I see twin babies and I smile, you know, because let's face it, twins are adorable, right? Yes, so are. I I smile and you know, I don't feel that sting anymore. I can see someone with twins and be happy for them and, and think, oh, what a wonderful journey they're about to be on, you know? And I, I said to her, there will come a day where it feels less like you're drowning. You wouldn't see it happening. You wouldn't even expect it. But one day you would realize that, oh, I'm not falling apart right now. Or oh I'm, I'm breathing a lot easier right now you know and how and when it would happen might be different for all of us but right. i truly believe that for all of us the day comes when it hurts a lot less oh my goodness yeah. oh 
Now, I yeah. love how you imagine, I'm going back a little bit to talk about when you were growing up and your love of mm -hmm. books and how you mm -hmm. kind of, my goodness, zapped yourself into the Alps with Heidi and Harriet the Spy. Oh my goodness, that is so awesome. The Boy with the Purple Scouts is still today my favorite character. I mean, I do not even know his name, but the book referred to him as the Boy with the Purple Scouts. And I have never loved the character more than I love that little boy. You know, I mean, such and how such great storytelling that yeah. you could not even give a character an actual name and have him be so impactful. You know, I, I love that. I loved that little boy, you know, but yes, I, I, I was, I was friends with Heidi. I was up to hijinks with Tom and, 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 you know, I read David Copperfield, Call of the Wild. Those, those, I was, I, I'm there. I have, there are 10 of us in all in my family. And there's a bit okay. of a space between me and the brother right ahead of us, ahead of me, right above me. So I spent a little time by myself, a lot of time by myself reading and stuff. So I had I had a pretty wild imagination. <laughs> you know, I, I, I could see Heidi and the Alps in my head and stuff like that. I think I'm still pretty, I still have that pretty wild imagination right now. I said, there's a puppy tell you that there's something wrong with me but yeah. Yeah. and i do love how you confess about the harlequin romance novels that you're oh, yeah. yeah now i yeah. admit i know i snuck a couple racy books yeah. my mom had laying around so yeah i admit yeah that. yeah i did i did um i i uh, but you know that my love of romance movies comes from you know right. reading and not even fully understanding what was happening but man i loved it at the end when they got together and there was the dramatic kiss and everything i loved that i lived for that <laughs> me too me too yeah. oh some good stuff oh my goodness now you feel like you've come for full circle now what how did that what did that feel like for you Come in full circle as in being a writer. Right. I mean, in general, the whole situation, how, how from the start of it to now, mm -hmm. ooh, because that had to be such a, a big, and I know it was a big whirlwind for you, emotional roller yeah. coaster. So, how do you, how do you feel? I mean, I, there, there was so many times after we, put the book out there that I went, nope, nope, I'm not ready. Nope, give it back. You know, I'm not ready. This is, this is, no, it's too much. Give it back. But, you know, thankfully at my publisher, Alexa Bigwolf, um, yes. she is, I mean, She's she amazing. is the definition of a woman supporting woman. She is yes. fantastic, right? We love yes. Alexa. And she, you know, really, coached me through a lot of the panic, you know, and just from my own experience, because you know, uh, you know, she has a really interesting story as well that she, she has does. shared with the world. And just because she, uh, I think she could understand what that is. She could understand right. what those feelings are and the published panic, you know, hit that publish right. button and you start to panic, right? <laughs> she understands that. So she was really able to mentor and coach through a lot of that and just following her academy, you know, was really, really helpful. So, 
yes, there were times where I wanted to take it back. I wanted to keep our story sacred. But I think now I'm so grateful that God allowed it to be told because now I get to hear from other moms. I get okay. to actually hear from the rainbow moms who've read the book and what it what it means to them and how they feel about the book. And that is Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is such a wonderful feeling. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It really is. And I totally get that. I totally yeah. get that. Which brings me to the title of your book. Happy Tears <laughs> yeah. Rainbow Babies. How did that come about? So I I, I'm, I, my sister Carice actually chose the name for me. Oh. I, I, I was struggling with. I had the book done, and I was just struggling with what was I? What would I call it? What would I? What I? So I had a list of, I think maybe three, and I went to her and I was like, you know what? You choose. You, you, what do you think sounds the best? And you know, she was cooking at the time, so I don't. I'm not even sure she was paying me full attention, but she was like. <laughs> I like happy tears and rainbow babies. And just hearing someone else say it out loud, I was wow. like, oh, that's the one. That's the name. And, you know, it's beautifully literal because mm -hmm. the book literally discusses happy tears and rainbow babies. But, you know, the minute I heard it out loud from someone else's, you know, someone else's voice, it just stuck. And I just, I knew I wanted it to be clear what this book was about. This was a book about happy tears and rainbow babies. So that's how the name came about. Oh, thank goodness. you, Carice. <laughs> <laughs> now, what what words of encouragement can you give to family and friends that maybe are supporting uh, a woman that's and a gentleman that's had this <laughs> loss? Is there anything they can say or do to help support them? You know. I think that you need to really be concerned about what your friend or the family that you are supporting needs. Okay. Grief can be a process and sometimes it can take a little longer than we're comfortable with. But the the idea is, is to support this person or this family through what they're going through right now. Right. So sometimes that might mean drawing closer, sometimes it might mean giving some space. So really Talk to the woman, talk to the family, ask them, how are they feeling this week? What can I do this week to show that I'm supporting you? You know, and I know for us, we were really grateful to, you know, the friends who didn't, you know, stare from a distance and they actually engaged us as people. Because I'll tell you, some, you feel less than human sometimes. You feel less than human after you had that loss. And to have somebody engage you as a person feels like almost as if you're taking a step back to breathe in and back to living a, a, a life. So engage them as a person. They're not just a couple who lost a baby or someone to feel sorry for. They're people, you know, and in the midst of their loss, they still have to eat. They still have to do laundry. They still have to go to work. So those are a lot of the things that can show how much you support them. Carrying a, a, you know, maybe doing dinner one day or taking the the older children to the mall so that the couple can have a few minutes to, to themselves. You know, there are practical things that you can do that will mean the world to that couple. So it's not something to be scared of. I know we get really, really strange about dead babies. Yes. But 
it's not something to be scared of. These are the people that you've loved before this happened, and you're going to love them after it happened. So just engage them as people and let them know that whatever they need, you are there for them. I love that. And you and your husband have went through this, you know, if just by reading your story so beautifully. I, I don't know if there's a way to say that you've, you've shared everything so beautifully. And I think that's Thank very brave and courageous for you to come forward and help so many others because sharing it is, it's going to help and make such yeah. a difference in the lives of so many other women. I really believe that I do. And and I I can, yes, yes. And I believe um, I, I myself can remember certain periods of time where I would say, well, this child would be this age right now. Or yeah. you know, and, and yeah, so, so I totally totally understand where you're coming from with this. I really do. Yeah. Oh my goodness. This is so yeah. beautiful. Oh my goodness. And I could probably stay on you forever here. <laughs> <laughs> but I am so glad you've been so encouraging to others that are struggling with this right now. Those that are in the process of grieving as well. This has just been a tremendous help and support. And I know a lot of people will be able to get some relief and some encouragement after hearing these words, really, really. And if anybody wants to get in touch with you, should they just uh, reach out mm -hmm. to you via your website? Is that okay? The website, the Facebook page, my IG page, it's all fine. That's all, all fine? fine? Yes. Okay. Now, do you have any yeah. final words you'd like to add? Before we I end? mean, you know, I just wanted to encourage, you know, anyone who is going who is going through that difficult time you know just be encouraged that there is life after loss there is joy after loss there is beauty after loss and i know it may not feel like it right now and i know this because i've been there i'm not speaking about something that i have not experienced i've been there and i know you have your own really beautiful story and you've been at the point where you couldn't see you couldn't see that there will be joy again and and everything. So I just want to encourage them, you know, um, if you need help, reach out to the many, many agencies that do exist to help families go through these experiences. I know in my own country, we have Mama Toto, which is a fantastic organization that does a lot to help families go through the process of grieving. Um, and on Facebook, there are many organizations that exist. So find the help. Okay. There is help out there. Reach out, talk to somebody. All right? It, it, will, it will get better. Oh, and if you have a yeah. chance, please check out her <laughs> blog. She has, and I'm not going to tell you which one, but there is a posting in there when her son says some <laughs> incredible, encouraging words. And it's yeah. just, that's one of the yeah, that made me cry. I'm not going to tell what that is. So you'll have to go to her <laughs> blog to go ahead and find out what that is and the other great information she shares. So thank you, Natasha, for joining us today. Thank I you for having me. Thank you, you so very much. Welcome. And thanks, everybody, for watching. And um, mm -hmm. we will see you another time. Love you. It's Melinda yeah. signing off and Natasha. Thank Bye -bye. you for being here. Bye.